2: Build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com slash blueprints.
3: Hello, and welcome to the Spirited Actor podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I was a casting director for film and TV and commercials for over 30 years. I transitioned to a celebrity acting coach after I cast a film, New Jersey Drive, with executive producer Spike Lee and director Nick Gomez. I auditioned every rapper from Biggie Smalls to Tupac. I feel I have the best of both worlds. As a casting director, I know exactly what they're looking for. And as an acting coach, I can coach you to be remembered in that room. Now, I know. I know actors want to get the job. I get that. But being remembered by a casting director, that is powerful. And now it's time for meditation of the day. The less I needed, the better I felt. Charles Bukowski. All we need is love, period. Today, I will love. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries
1: with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply.
4: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other
3: Before we get started, I'd like to remind everyone to look out for my new show, Inside the Black Box. I'll be co-hosting with the great Joe Morton. We'll be on Crackle Network real soon. I'll keep you posted. Welcome to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I am so excited to be here on so many levels. Because today is my birthday. And we're gonna celebrate it all month. And we're gonna celebrate it until the Aries, April fades out, because I'm a March Aries. Okay. I also want to remind everyone to please continue to support Inside the Black Box. on Crackle TV. You can subscribe for free and you can download all 10 episodes and watch them at your leisure. But please support myself and my co-host, Joe Morton. So today's show is something different. Okay. You all know I'm multi-hyphenated. You know, I'm a casting director, producer, director, writer, coach, teacher. And I want to talk about writing today. I feel really excited to teach this class today about the parts of a script because I always encourage and I give out in my class a homework assignment for actors to write scripts. And we usually start off with three pages. You want to introduce characters in the first page and what the sort of issue problem is. The second page, we get right into the conflict. And then the third page is your resolution. Right? This is when we're writing scenes in the class. So today I was just encouraged to share some of these things with you for those of you who are actors hyphenated writers, or for those of you who want to write a script and don't have any direction, I'm going to give you guys some tips today. Okay. So today we're going to be talking about parts of a script and I want you guys to get a pen and paper or you guys record this, however you document and hold on to information. Please do this. I would appreciate love. Okay. So I want to talk about first the proper format of a script. If you want anybody, a producer, a director, an actor to read your script, it should be in the proper format. You can have an Oscar award-winning script in your hands, in your mind, but if it's not in the proper format, no one is going to read it. If it's not in the proper format, it's going to scream amateur. And again, no one is going to read it. So it pays to invest in yourself and to get the right material. One of the most respected software for writing is Final Draft. I would say that's probably your number one choice is Final Draft draft. And then there's scriptwriter, but I would do my research and homework if you didn't want to get scriptwriter and make sure that whatever software program you get that it is aligning with the proper format of a television script, a theatrical script, theater, a play, or a film, featured film, motion picture, okay? So first of all, the length of a script is anywhere from 90 to 125 pages of course, depending upon your budget. A page in television and film is equivalent to a minute. Okay. So if you have 90 pages of a script, that's 90 minutes. If you have 125 pages of a script, you have 125 minutes. Okay. And that's really important that you guys understand because a script is not something that you tell everything. A script it's a, it's your blueprint, right? And then it gives the actors the ability to be creative and add some things to their character, as long as they're keeping to the integrity of the television or film or theater script. So it's really important that you don't write a script that's 155 pages or a script that's like 76 pages. Again, the proper format and the proper length is anywhere from 90. To 125 pages. You have scripts like Black Panther or Gandhi that go way beyond 125 pages. However, they have a budget that also goes beyond 125 pages, that they can do that. But I'm talking to you guys who. Um, aspiring writers or people who are currently writing and want to tweak and, you know, share their, their script. The other thing that's really cool about when you guys write a script is to have a table read, is to get some really talented actors who can read and breathe life into the lines and the character and sit at a table or, you know, some actors stand at a podium and read the script. This gives a writer the opportunity to hear Their work to make adjustments, changes, embellish, add a character, get rid of a character. A table read is such a great tool when you are writing so that you can really hear. I also like the fact that when you do a table read, or, you know, just reading in general your script, it's also fun to get the interpretation of the actors. The actors always have their own perspective of the character, or they might have, you know, an idea, but that's be open to that as well. And then, you know, never be so married to your script that you don't want to make changes or that you don't want to get rid of things because, you know, there are writing consultants out here that look over your script and give you tips and advice and help you, you know, there are other people out here. You can get a writing mentor. I love to go to film festivals because that's where you see a lot of these writers, directors, and producers. And and there's a lot of Q and A and you can talk to them, ask questions. That's also a great tool for you as a writer. So it's important that you have the proper format. It's important that you understand the length. And now I'm going to break down parts of the script for you. Okay. So the first thing that happens in a script is the transition. The transition is fade in. So we're beginning to come into this show and that is the transition that is used universally. Fade in. What precedes fade in is a slug line. A slug line is in all capital letters and a slug line, you will see capital E-X-T, which is exterior, outside, or you'll see I-N-T, period, which is inside. So when you look, see a slug line, the whole line is in capital letters, and it will say interior, it will give you the location, diner, and time of day, day, night. That's what a slug line is going to give you. Every part of a script, whether you're a writer or an actor, is imperative for you. Because information is given everywhere. So the information that we get in the slug line is where are we inside or outside the location and the time of day, day or night. What precedes that is your action. When you start out in the script, you want to, you know, describe the location. Maybe we're sitting on a beach and, you know, the breeze off the ocean is, blowing through the air and you know, you're know you having a picnic with friends and laughing, having a good time. You want to describe as much as possible and not lengthy. This is where adjectives come in handy and also a thesaurus, right? With a thesaurus and a dictionary, because what a thesaurus is going to do is give you another word to use as opposed to walk. Walk just tells us you walked, but jetted, bounced dash, those words have power. And they also give us an idea of the mood of your character or what's going on in the scene. So I highly recommend for you guys to write with a dictionary and a thesaurus as your best friend. That's going to help you. Okay. Also in the action, If your character's name is in capital letters, that is the first introduction that we have of your character or other characters. That's really important. If your name is in capital letters, that is the first introduction to your character. Your name could be in capital letters on page 45. What does that mean? That means that 45 minutes into the show, you are introduced, okay? If your name is in lowercase, that means that you were introduced prior to page 45. And if you have the luxury of having the script, then you're able to, you know, read the whole story. If you don't, you have to put pieces together based on the information that you already have, okay? After the action, and again, you know, writing is, and especially for screenplay, and I'm going to give you guys an example later, but especially for screenplay, you don't have a lot of pages. 125 pages seems like, wow, that's a lot of pages. But a screenplay is not written like a novel. There's no double space, line, line. A screenplay is written differently. And the way that you train your eyes to read is different, right? So you have transition, slug line, action, action. Usually what precedes that is the dialogue and then maybe action and then maybe a transition like cut to dissolve, smash, cut. Those are also transitions as well. And then we come right back. Every time you have a new setup, you have a new slug line. I'll repeat that. Every time you have a new setup, you have a new slug line. So if we're in the park and then we go to someone's apartment. Then you have to cut that scene with a transition or dissolve it. And then interior apartment night. We're in a new location. Okay. now in talking about, you know, you don't want to tell everything in a script. What do I mean by that? Well, I have read some really incredible scripts and I have read some really challenging scripts. What happens a lot of times with writers and I have fallen into this myself is that we make the assumption as a writer, because we know it's all stored in here, right? So we know as a writer, however, we cannot take for granted that our audience knows. So an example, I read a script one time, it was such a horrible script, you guys, and I had to read it. And I read this script And there were things that the writer had established in the beginning, right? Like, let's say, you know, the morning routine of the actor, right? So, let's say Maria is the character. And so, the writer establishes every morning that before Maria leaves, she has a cup of coffee, black. She has two puffs of a cigarette. She puts it out in her ashtray. She spritzes on some oils and perfumes, and then she walks out the door. If this is something that is consistent, then the writer has to establish it in the beginning and they don't necessarily have to keep repeating the setup. They can say something like she does her morning routine. Well, after we've seen that morning routine once, I'm talking about the audience, we know that that is her morning routine, right? Because we've established that and we call it. The morning routine. You don't have to keep writing the morning routine over and over. She wakes up, black coffee, takes two puffs of cigarettes, puts out ashtray, spritz herself with cologne, perfume, and then leaves. We don't have to keep doing that, okay? The other thing is, there are a lot of scripts that I've read, and they're very, very talky. Their dialogue is too much. It's better for us to see things than for you to tell us, right? I could tell you that the character is nervous. That. Claudia is really nervous sitting in the doctor's office, but I can also tell you that Claudia, her right leg is moving rapidly up and down as she pat and, and she's eating her nails, right? That tells you that she's nervous without saying she's nervous. So the best scripts, they show you, they don't tell you, or When scripts are so dialogue heavy, those scripts are the ones that are really painful to read because they tell you everything. The character Charlie is like, you know, where are you going, Derek? And Derek replies, well, first I'm going to go down to the store and pick up the groceries. And then after I pick up the groceries, I'm not going to tell my wife this, but I'm going to sneak past and say hello to this woman that I've been challenged with because I have feelings for her. Instead of saying all of that, we show it. We show, you know, the action can say that Derek rushes into the grocery store and snatches up a couple of items, rushes to his car and speeds off to an undisclosed location. You have to be creative with your words. You have to be creative with your vision. And again, it's so much better for us to read, actually seeing someone nervous than to hear a character telling us over and over and over, "I'm nervous, I'm nervous, I'm nervous. There's nothing engaging about that. But there is engaging like somebody biting the skin off their thumb or, or just you know excessively scratching their head or showing what it l- looks like to be nervous. Right. Because actors don't imitate or pretend actors totally embody the character and become this person. Right. So I can't stress it enough that scripts are not written to tell everything they show you. And then the actor in their creative way, because that's why they were hired, they become the actor and become a part of this actor's journey. And we as the audience, you know, in Hollywood and there are. Readers, people who do coverage on scripts, and those people read scripts and they do the coverage that they do is anywhere from like 15, I've seen 35 pages where they literally break down the character, break down the character's journey, break down the story and the other characters involved. And then at the end of the script, the reader can determine for an executive whether or not they feel that they should read the script or that the script is interesting. And then the executives go through it from there. The first 10 pages are the most important pages of your script. The first 10 pages are the first 10 minutes of the show. And we as an audience, we make a decision within the first 10 minutes In those 10 minutes, whether or not we're going to hop onto this ride, whether we're going to support this character and go on the journey, whether we're going to watch the rest of the film, because, you know, we all have Netflix and we can pause, stop and all of that now. So your first 10 pages, the setup, the introduction to the character, all of that has to be stellar and exciting for an executive or an agent or manager or an actor to read it. I highly recommend writing classes. When I was working at HBO, this was back in the day, not sure if they still do this, but HBO, like other corporations would pay for your school. And so I went to NYU continuing education and I took a sitcom class and a writing class, which was amazing. And it was so enlightening. Um, there also is this course called Writer's Bootcamp which was a 10 week course and within the 10 weeks they promised that we would have a full length feature script if we did everything that we were supposed to do. So inclusive of the notes and the homework assignments that we got from our teachers, we also had to invest 10 hours a week outside of the class. So technically 2 hours Monday through Friday, outside of the class, not a bad thing. Or however, you know, you orchestrate your schedule, you you do your schedule. And at the 10 weeks, I actually had a full-length featured script. And it was intense. And we read each other's, you know, script and different scenes and gave each other constructive criticism. But it was a really great community, a writer's community. On Clubhouse, they have some really great writer's rooms. I encourage you to go into those rooms and listen. There's a writer's room that is writer's accountability. And in that room, they write. For like 50 minutes, 20 minutes, they just, everybody's in that room and everybody is writing on their own. I would suggest also getting a writing mentor that holds you accountable. And I had a writing mentor. His name was Seth Rosenfeld and you can imdb.com him, Seth. Such an amazing writer. I had the pleasure of meeting him like years before I worked with him, but he did this play and it was such an amazing little play in in the village. And Lisa Gay Hamilton was in the play. That was the first time I had seen or met Lisa Gay Hamilton, Ron Elgard. It was an amazing play. And so when I met Seth and worked with him on his film, A Brother's Kiss, that he wrote and directed, I asked him if he would be my writing mentor. Now, I didn't know what that entailed at the time, but I knew I needed someone who would guide me through the writing process, teach me all the things that I needed to know. And I had such a great relationship with him working as his casting director on his film. I just felt like that would be a logical and easy transition. And thank God it worked out. The thing about Seth, though, my first meeting with him, we sat down for coffee and he said, Tracy, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this. I'm going to give you homework assignments. I'm going to check in with you. And Seth was really on the nap of my neck. (laughs) you know, Uh, And I appreciated that. I did. I I really did. At first, I, I think I had my fists up because I was like, oh, I'm a casting director and I have casting work and then I have a family. Ah." But, you know, we are known creative beings. We are known to have capes. We are known to be very innovative and being able to handle everything and anything when it comes our way. So I was blessed to work with him for several months and he taught me a lot. He really did. One of the most important things I think that he taught me was to, when you're in meetings, to be quiet. To listen, to really listen, and it makes you the most powerful person in the room because you're not talking, you're writing, and everybody's like, "Well, who's that person if you're not introduced?" Right? So, Seth Rosenfeld, I just want to send you some love and a shout out. Thank you, my man. Okay, so what do you write? What do you write? Right? I feel like I did a film called *Finding Forrester* with Sir Sean Connery, rest in peace, and Sean Connery's character was a writer, and he had this oh. It was a brilliant, brilliant line that Sean Connery said. He said, the first time you write, you write from your heart, and then you edit from your head and write what you know. This is what his character said. And I agree with that. I say all of us have some sort of story. We've experienced some sort of story, whether with our family, whether with our friends, our community, the world at large. A lot of you are creative beings, and you can create your own world that is outside of this, something like Hunger Games or Matrix, right? But write what you feel comfortable doing and write what you know. Those are the best scripts because those stories are authentic. Those emotions are authentic. Those characters are authentic. You've experienced it. Change names to protect the innocent or the guilty, but change names. Change some characteristics and write the story that you know. I think it's important as a writer because when I first started writing, I would get challenged, right? I don't want to say writer's block because I personally, Tracy, don't believe in writer's block. I know that things happen, but I don't believe in writer's block. But I will tell you this find a place because this is how I started writing. And I love to write. When I tell you, you can put me in a cafe and give me a latte, and my computer, and I'll go into that world and check on those people and see what they're doing and how their lives are evolving. I love writing. I love writing. So find a a place in your home, find a place outside your home. I used to go to Starbucks or, you know, cafes. Be consistent with the time, and I want you to sit. Whether you have an idea or not, open up your computer and sit there. There is no way, I'm telling you, there is no way that you could just sit there without not typing and starting something. I encourage you to get training. I encourage you to read books if you can't afford training. There are so many great writing books out there. Go to the Drama Bookshop in Manhattan or wherever you live, Barnes & Noble, online, Amazon. Find a good writer's book and read that book and follow that book. After you've written, have someone read your stuff and give you honest, constructive criticism. Have armor, man, because trust me, as a writer, I take all my stuff personal. All of my projects are my baby, but I have to, you know, I don't reveal that. (laughs) Okay. But you have to have a thick skin because people will give you constructive criticism. People will tell you to get rid of that, put this in, all of that. And you have to be flexible enough to be able to do that. Yes, it is your baby, but at some point, Got to cut that umbilical cord and let it go and let it live. You know, whether you sell it, whether you decide to direct it yourself, got to let it go and just on to the next. Okay. Wow. That time moved fast as it always does. I do have some suggestions besides the cafe. I want you guys to study life study people and study situations. Those two can stimulate your brain and your creative work. So, you know, I do this thing that I'll share with you. It's called, I just say, well, well, what if, right? So I'll look at a situation and I'll say, well, what if it was this way? And I'll flip it. And then that's usually how stories start to come out of me. Or I'm really, really, truly inspired by the actors in my class. I can't even tell you. Every class that I have taught for 26 years, when I am inspired, I want to cast every one of those students in my class. So actors always, always are an inspiration to me because I want them to have work because I want to direct and I want them to be in my projects. So your takeaway, if you're really serious and you want to write, carve out 15 to 30 minutes a day. Just start off with that and then build as you go along. I used to write at Starbucks And I would get there at like 12 in the afternoon and I would set my alarm so that I could, you know, go pick up my kids from school and the hours would just pass. Or I remember one time writing at home and it was like five o'clock in the afternoon and I looked up and it was like 10 p.m. You get lost and that's when you know you're having fun. So study life, study people, don't stare and eavesdrop too much. But, you know, these are the things that are going to inspire you. Go to art museums, breathe in. We're coming into spring now. People are coming outside, you know, just walk around. New York is such an inspiration wherever you go in New York. But be inspired to create great work and get the proper training and put your script in the proper format and never say never. If you've never seen the film Juno, get a chance watch juno the writer of that film won her first oscar and juno was the first thing she ever wrote and her background was a stripper not that that means anything but she said it when she won her award (laughs) so get to writing all right i am so grateful and so happy that i could share that information with you we are going to be back with the spirit act podcast with me tracy moore tired of spills and stains on your sofa Wash away your
1: worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639.
2: And you're calling to...
1: To request a song?
2: You want a song. Of course.
1: The choice is yours.
2: Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
1: Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See com slash Samsung for details.
3: And now it's time to give love. Today, March 30th, 2022, is my 60th birthday. I was a little weary when I woke up this morning to like, honestly, hold on and grab that truth. But then the other half of me was so proud and felt so incredibly blessed because there are a lot of my friends who didn't make it to 50. There are a lot of my friends who haven't made it to 60. The wiser you get in life, the more you realize the most valuable things that we have, one, our word, and two, time. My word is all I have. And every single day I work on my word. (laughs) That is something that I feel strongly about because I want to be an example for my children and for my granddaughter, Soraya. Time. Time is truly precious, the wiser that we get. And as I enter the 60 Club that my brother welcomed me this morning into, I'm going to embrace 60 wonderful, beautiful, challenging, traumatic, dynamic, outstanding, spectacular, magnificent. Years that I have been so blessed to live on this earth. I am so grateful to share my love, to share my wisdom, to share my knowledge, and I am so blessed. Oh, Terry, so blessed to have the most magnificent people in my life. And it starts here on this podcast Spruce Henry, Elsa Lathan, Andy, Mario, Jalisa Capri, Leanne. Leon Amano, Calvin Fowler, and everybody else that truly, truly, truly supports us. And we couldn't be here if it wasn't for Dr. Dave. So I gotta put a shout out into Dr. Dave. I am aware and conscious that my life and my life's purpose is to continue to love and share everything that I have of myself to you, for you to grow. Be inspired, be empowered, and for you to simply know that dreams do come true inside the black box and that there is a purpose here for you. Age is nothing but a number. It's your lifespan and your life work that truly matters. Don't forget to look out for us on our new show, Inside the Black Box. My co-host will be Joe, the legend Morton. It's going to be the Spirited Actor podcast on steroids. We'll be streaming on the Crackle Network. I'll keep you posted. Thank you for joining us on the Spirited Actor podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I look forward to our next Spirited podcast. Thank you.
4: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.